3: This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever do yourself a favor go to hoopsvision.com right now and schedule your free consultation and mention real golf radio and save a thousand dollars off your lasik procedure hoops vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments
2: you'll always remember Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees.
4: If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent.
1: A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified.
3: Hey, what does it take to be the number one irons in golf? Well, if you ask the engineers at Callaway, they'll tell you one thing, innovation. And they would know because Callaway's face cup technology has made them the number one irons in golf. The face cup technology that makes their irons tremendously powerful actually came from their fairway woods, And hybrids, which incidentally, those fairway woods and hybrids continue to outperform the competition. Face cups dramatically increased ball speed across the face. And the second Callaway started engineering irons with face cups, everything changed. Golfers started seeing tremendous gains in distance and forgiveness. And, of course, the engineers at Callaway keep on innovating. Steelhead, Big Bertha, and Apex irons are all powered by Callaway's game-changing Space cup technology and they've all made callaway the number one irons in golf to learn more about the technology behind the number one irons in golf go to callawaygolf.com callaway the number one irons in golf
5: Whether you're a casual golfer or an avid golfer, let You Into Golf help you fill your wish list with the season's best deals in golf, featuring special holiday offers from Titleist. Save on Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, and AVX golf balls for only $39.99 a dozen, and save $30 on Titleist Vokey SM7 wedges for only 119 dollars 99 And while you're there, register to win free golf balls for a year. You into Golf offers an exclusive 90-day satisfaction guarantee. You into Golf, helping golfers' holiday dreams come true since 1971.
1: Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. That will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com. To find the location nearest to you.
6: The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine. Our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady stripe, it down the middle. Make every putt, cause it's in your blood. Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome in. It's hour
3: number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor, he's Bob Casper. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Once again, if you missed hour number one, Dave Neville, America's favorite caddy, all joined us and some fun discussions on Phil Mickelson as well as the inside scoop from Dave Neville from Callaway Golf on the all-new Maverick Drivers. Launch week this week for Callaway. PGA show coming up. uh, Lots of things to talk about product-wise with with Callaway. And we're hooking you up. It's been 20 years. We're fortunate. We appreciate you giving us a listen and a follow. And uh, so if you're not following us on social media, uh, please do so. You can follow us at Real Golf on Twitter. You can also follow us on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Real Golf Radio. And if you'll do that, uh, you are automatically entered to win to a brand new Maverick driver. One of three Maverick drivers, um, new Callaway Maverick drivers from uh, Real Golf Radio. So uh, give us a follow. You can check out the the post on what to do. Tag some friends. Repost all the stuff and uh, help us to to boost our audience on social media, join the conversation as well. We appreciate that. Hey, still to come here on the back nine hour. Number two, we'll welcome in Rex Hoggard, senior writer for golfchannel.com. flew all the way across the country to visit with one Phil Mickelson, who is making his 2020 debut and will turn 50 later this summer. And, wanted to find out a little bit about what uh, his plans were and uh, what we can expect from Phil throughout the year and some really good insights and stories coming up from Rex Hoggard in about uh, 20 minutes or so, so stay tuned for that. But, yeah, Phil Mickelson hosting this week at the American Express. Bob, we didn't even talk about it in hour number one the comments
1: that he made. Oh, and, yeah. And he shot down the Champions Tour real quick. He says as long as I'm hitting bombs, I ain't going to be playing the Champions Tour anytime soon. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I I mean, the guy, uh, look, I don't
3: know if it's an ego thing or if he just literally feels like, look, unless I lose distance, why would I switch to the old guy tour? That's kind of what he made it sound
1: like, right? (laughs) As long as I don't lose distance, why would I switch to the old guy tour? I mean, that's not a quote, but that's that's my interpretation. Right. But that's my interpretation of
3: what he said, essentially,
1: right? Well, that's exactly what he said.
3: And as we mentioned, he won last year. So it's not like he's been washed up for years and he's just looking to go onto the Champions Tour. And by the way, that, that's not a negative commentary on those that are getting ready to go on the Champions Tour. Mike, I'm not oh, talking about you, but I'm just it. saying some guys, are their, their games didn't stay at the highest level that they once experienced in their career, and so they have almost a new lease on life with the Champions Tour, and it's great to see. We love watching these guys play golf, and I'm like, I'm glad the Champions Tour is there for him. Phil Mickelson, he still feels like he's competing with the big boys. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about some of the more the other big boys making their return in 2020 to Tory Pines. All that straight ahead right here on Real Golf Radio. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation.
1: Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters.
3: Three distinct alignment lines are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's
1: shocking how much
3: easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft
1: carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate.
3: And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke with the Stroke Lab shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters
1: at odysseygolf.com.
3: Odyssey, the number one putter in golf.
7: The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new chrome saw from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball.
1: Callaway's relentless pursuit of innovation in iron design has established a completely new standard for distance and performance. It's why Callaway has been the number one irons in golf for five years in a row. And this year they created an iron that the world has never seen. Maverick, Callaway's first ever irons designed by artificial intelligence. Maverick irons feature a new flash face cup designed by AI. That means every face on every iron has been uniquely engineered to completely maximize distance and forgiveness. It also allows the center of gravity to be precisely positioned throughout your set to give you the optimal launch and control with every swing. Maverick irons are available in standard, pro, and max models to fit nearly every type of player. And all Maverick irons come with the classic sound and feel you expect from the number one irons in golf. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf.
0: At the first tee. We believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf. We teach life skills. And help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org.
6: Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. And this segment is brought to you by
3: Callaway Golf and the new Maverick Irons. Hey, to be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting, Callaway can't stop pushing the limits. That's why they used artificial intelligence to create the new Maverick Irons. New distance is out there. It takes a maverick to find it. Get the new distance at callawaygolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. And uh, we thank you for joining us here, Brian and Bob with you. Uh, Lots to get to this hour. And again, if you missed hour number one, be sure to get out to our website, realgolfradio.com or any of our social, actually social is the best way to get us at real golf on Twitter or at real golf radio on Insta and Facebook. You can catch it there as well as your favorite podcaster sites that are available for download and listen at your convenience. Rex Hogger joins us coming up here in just a couple of moments. And uh, we got to talk with him about the big names that are going to be playing next week on the PGA tour. Well, let me ask you this question, Bob, Tiger Woods, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, or Rory McIlroy, who are you most looking forward to seeing next week at Tory?
1: I think I'm most forward looking forward to seeing Tiger Woods, to see how he is transitioning from December now into January and playing a golf course that he's won on, what, seven or eight times now between PGA tour events and the, and the U.S. Open. I'm looking forward to seeing how he comes out of the gates firing if he has a chance to win his 83rd um, on the PGA Tour and becoming the what winner, winner of the most events on the PGA Tour yeah. right off the yeah. bat in 2020.
3: Well, hey, that's a good way to start 2020 off. You ended with a historic tie of uh, Sam Snead with 82 wins on the PGA Tour. Right. So if your very At next event
1: – In Japan.
3: Yeah, the very next event, you come out and pick up 83. Whoa, buckle up, baby. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. I, you know, he, he hasn't played his best golf on Torrey Pines in his later years. It it almost seems like it's kind of biting He's back. been hurt,
1: though. He's always been struggling with his back or – with his glutes that weren't firing or whatever activated, yeah, couldn't activate those glutes. Yeah,
3: well, as true as that may or may not be, you're you're right. You're, he, you know, as far as I meant, as true as the activating glutes excuse was, but <laughs> for whatever reason, you're right. He did have some injuries, and 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 we we saw, you know, less than what we expected. But you know, look, he's got a lot of game there, and as you mentioned, very familiar with the golf course, even though there's some changes. Um, on the course, and that always messes with with guys, especially Tiger, who you know plays a lot off of memory. But I, I'm with you. I obviously Tiger Woods is the story anytime he tees it up. But mm-hmm. I, I I'm really intrigued. And by the way, I expect Rory to just play awesome. You know, I have no. I have no uh, question that Rory will have an amazing year in 2020. I, I really don't. I think he's going to tear it up, and probably too much so for the Ryder, our Ryder Cup liking. Not to say that they're going to win, but he's going to be another great force in the Ryder Cup at mm-hmm. uh, Whistling Straits this fall. But uh, he's going to have some majors to, to reckon with before that point in time. But Brooks Kepka, you know, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned Brooks Kepka because last year, three wins, three seconds, and a third. He finished 2-1, two, 2-4 two, in the major championships. He's the number yep. one player
1: in the world, and yet it feels like we haven't seen him in an, an, almost well, an entire haven't. season. We haven't seen him in a long time. I mean, you know, basically what happened was he had his knee worked on right after the Tour Championship, had stem cells injected into it, that kind of thing. He rehabbed it, came back, played his first event in Korea, and, um, and withdrew. I guess, I guess he slipped, uh, at least that's what the, what the reports are. He slipped and re-injured his knee and withdrew from the event. And we haven't seen him since until this week in Abu Dhabi and he's playing some pretty good golf. Well, so, um, I, I, you know, I don't, he's, he also said that, you know, it wasn't, it's, it's not a hundred percent like his other knee is. Um, but he said it's 85% and he's not having any pain, just walking the golf course and that kind of stuff during the week has caused him to, has caused him it to be a little bit sore, but he's fine
3: you know brooks kepka is is a little bit he's got a shroud of mysteriousness about him doesn't he <laughs> Se-
1: secrecy he he, yep. he
3: just kind of has a little bit of an enigma out there he's he's a superstar that wants the attention complains when he doesn't get promoted when he should get promoted and yet at the same time whenever he's kind of asked about uh, a major accomplishment he blows it off like he could care less so uh, he's he's an interesting fellow and in if, if fact if he wasn't winning so much and a mm-hmm. little bit more likable, he's not far off from Patrick Reed, is he? I mean, Patrick's. Got oh, the, I
1: think he is. I think he's way off from Patrick Reed. He's not that far I off. I don't think he's even close. Let's to forget being about the Patrick this, Reed. Let's, is.
3: Well, let's forget about the cheating sand thing from a few weeks ago. Well, I'm right?
1: not talking about that. I'm talking about Patrick Reed gloats. He doesn't gloat. I mean, remember when Patrick he glo- Reed gloats Reed, quietly Reed won at Doral, and it was an HSBC event. Patrick Reed wins Doral, and he says, "I'm one of the top five players in the world." He wasn't even close at the time. Brooks Koepka would never came out and said any of that.
3: Okay, all right. So, so again, I didn't say they were exactly. I said no. there. He's he's kind of he's close to Patrick Reed. He doesn't really give a darn about what you think or or anything. He just goes and does his business, and he's you know he's not that relatable. He's not that. uh uh, forthcoming with information or you know f- funness. You don't see him Things out on. He s-
1: wouldn't do though. Is he wouldn't blow up on on his Ryder Cup or Presidents Cup team or um, throw his his captains under the bus or anything like that. I I think he's got a little bit more class than Patrick Reed does. So I I I mean. I understand what you're saying, but I don't think they're in the same category. Okay,
3: fair enough. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. That said, he is interesting. He's, he's a little prickly. Very. He's a little prickly. Can we say that? Yeah,
1: he can be prickly. Y- yes. You
3: probably don't want to hug Brooks Kepka, per se. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might get stuck. Well, I just, you know, I mean, he just, uh, I don't know that you just want to, he's not a guy that you'd be like, ah, hey, Brooks, what's up, man? A little, little bro hug here, man. But Rory
1: McElroy, man, that guy give you a hug. Well see and okay, so you think about it, we've had Boyd Summerhaze on quite a few times on the on the show. Yeah, Boyd's not giving out hugs either, by the way. No. <laughs> but when when Preston Summerhays won the US Junior Amateur this year, yeah. Brooks Kepka sent him a text and congratulated him and has spent time with him since. And I and I think that's I think to a certain extent, if if you're on the inside circle and it's the same with any of these guys if you're on the inside circle and they respect you or they you know like brooks helping preston or tony finau helping preston and and that kind of thing i think they're they're good-hearted guys okay i'll give you that i think it's easier to
3: like jordan speed for instance i'm just gonna say oh, of course okay of course so here are two yeah. people that i'm very interested in watching play golf next week brooks kepka yes. and jordan speed i guess i would fe- i i I would. It would be. It's just easier to be a fan of Jordan, and so I. If Brooks' window closed and we didn't see him play very well, I don't know that I'm as bent out of shape about it or bummed out as I am when Jordan has kind of lost right. his game,
1: because well, Jordan's Jordan's all American guy, apple pie and Chevrolet man. <laughs> How do you know he's not peanut a Peanut butter guy? And jelly sandwiches. You know he's he's uh, he's the all American guy apple pie and Chevrolet huh yeah was that like a Don McLean
3: or something coming out there you know I mean drive that down to the levee but the levee was dry is that where we're going all right all right he's a good old boy from Texas right I mean but but look Jordan Jordan from another standpoint look Brooks from the standpoint that he's been dominating and can he continue doing that Jordan once dominated and then fell off so it's it's a comeback story Everybody loves a comeback, and Jordan is has the opportunity to do that. Looking at his stats, Bob, he finally figured the putter out a little bit, finally mm-hmm. got an opportunity to – look. looks like he's got some confidence back. I think he was second in strokes gain putting, but he is off the charts bad everywhere else um, trying to yeah. get to that putting surface. And so I'm right. anxious to see what he's been able to come up with. A lot of it, as you know, in this darn game is confidence. So That's can exactly he get that right. confidence back? Yep. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Come so, on, Jordan. Uh, we're going to talk more about this in depth. I'm with, a fan of hits. Yeah, it's hard not to be. Rex Hoggard, GolfChannel.com joins us next. We'll ask him these questions and his thoughts on these players. Coming up next right here on Real Golf
1: Radio. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified.
3: sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember hey ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in utah look so good pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to mountain land supply for your turf irrigation needs mountain land supply is the exclusive rainbird golf distributor in utah what does that mean for you when you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountain Land Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts and tools. Go to MountainlandSupply.com to find the location nearest you.
6: Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show.
3: Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Just a reminder, we're on Twitter, at Real Golf. And, oh yeah, by the way, we're giving away a new Callaway Maverick driver. So if you're not following us, you might want to do that, and that'll get you entered to win a new Maverick driver from Callaway. At Real Golf is how you can give us a follow. All right, hey, we're excited for our, our next guest as uh, we talk about the stars coming out next week at Tory Pines, Phil Mickelson, of course, back this week. Tiger will join him next week at Tory. Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, among others. And here to talk about that is our good friend. He's a senior writer at GolfChannel.com. Longtime golf journalist, just one of the best in the business. Rex Hoggard, kind enough to be with us. Hey, Rex, how are you?
4: Appreciate you guys having
3: me on. Yeah, good to visit with you. And so you kind of heard the uh, the introduction there. And obviously, before we go to Torrey Pines, we start in the desert. Phil Mickelson hosting. I think that's a big step for him. Uh, he's also playing and making it very clear that he's not ready to jump to the Champions Tour and right off into the sunset just yet. He's got some goals. He's obviously worked hard physically on his body. But uh, he has not played good golf for almost an entire year. What's your thoughts on Phil and expectations for 2020?
4: Well, I, I got to thinking about that. About two weeks ago, I texted his longtime agent, Steve Lord, we all know Coach, about something random, and he texted me back, and then he added another text on top of that about Phil's looking forward to a comeback year, and it got me thinking. It actually got me on an airplane, and I, I needed to fly out this week and, and have a chance to talk to, to Phil. He turns 50 in June, and, and that's a crossroads, even for a guy like Phil who's competed very, very late into his career because at some point you do start thinking about maybe transitioning to the Champions Tour, or maybe even retirement. I mean, let's face it, Phil doesn't need to play anymore. Everything he's accomplished. But I think in a weird way, reaching that milestone, that 50th birthday, is going to be motivation for him because it's going to give him an opportunity to decide, is this really what I want to do? The only thing that's really held him back the last few years, and he has said it time and again after poor rounds, is that he loses focus on the golf course. And for whatever reason that is, and as you pointed out, I think physically, he is in the best shape of his life probably. And that's difficult to say at 49 years old, but he he really put a lot of work into it. And so the trick is going to be mentally. And I think the idea that maybe this could be the end of the road for him on the PGA tour could be that trick. It keeps him going and, and keeps him competing against the younger players a little
8: bit longer than he probably would have otherwise.
1: You know, you talked about motivation and you know how Phil needs to be motivated. This, this last fall, we, uh, in December, we had the Presidents Cup. He wasn't on that team for the first time. Uh, of course, it's a Ryder Cup year, and, and that will be coming up. Uh, do you think that's motivation f- enough for him to be able to uh, kind of hit the the top level of golf again and 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 make his way onto that team?
4: I think most guys are pretty reluctant. Now they'll talk about goals, and you know, of course, the, the famous one is Justin Thomas with all the goals pinned into, thumbed into his phone that he shows us at every year at East Lake, but. Uh, most of them won't tell you what they are, and Phil was different. And when he was asked this week, uh, this week about the Ryder Cup, he said specifically that, yeah, that that's what his focus has been on, just physically and mentally, he wants to be on that team. And now I did ask him how difficult it was to sit on the couch and watch the President's Cup. That's the first time since 1994. He hasn't been on one of those teams. I mean, that's a pretty historic moment. And he really didn't answer the question. He kind of danced around it. But I do think that was a bit of an eye opening experience for him, where it was kind of a wake up call to force him into a situation where he realized that if he's going to play on another team, he's really got to do it quickly because this is probably going to be one of his last chances.
3: He also added that he would not want to rely on a captain's pick, that a captain's pick should be used on some of the younger guys to give them an opportunity to grow into the team and, and take on that next generation. So he sounds like he's pretty resigned to either top eight or, or out.
7: He is.
4: I think with Steve Stricker on the team and the way it may work out, he may end up being a good pick. I mean, if he plays well this year and, Maybe he comes up just short. I can't imagine him being left off that team.
3: Mm. All right. Also, moving to Jupiter Island. I know you're a Floridian. Uh, what's your take? This is a guy that's lived his whole life in California, all of a sudden Jupiter Island. Any any more insight on that?
4: No. I mean, I had heard the rumors about it for a couple of weeks now, actually, and, and I had a chance to ask him about it. And, and, and he said they closed on the property on the 23rd of December. It doesn't sound like it's imminent. It, it's not going to happen anytime soon. His, his youngest child, his son, Evan, uh, still has a year and a half of high school and I'm sure they want to stay in California until he graduates. But after that, I think this is something that he's looked at for a long time and, and, and I didn't press him for a reason. I, I think, you know, a few years ago, back in 2013, he talked about California taxes and, and maybe trying to make, you know, having to make a, a difficult decision and a drastic move. I'm not quite sure if, if that's it or if he's just kind of reached the point again. He turned 50 in June and his youngest son graduates from high school. A, a lot of us, I mean, I'm kind of in a similar situation. I'm looking to do the internet thing and downsize. So maybe that's the issue, but uh, Jupiter Island's a nice place to be, man. I
3: was going to say, are you downsizing yeah. on Jupiter Island? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to downsize to Merritt Island. How about that? There you go. There <laughs> you <laughs> go. There you go. This next week, uh, Farmer's Insurance uh, open. Tiger Woods, Brooks Kepka, a lot of the guys, Jason Day, Rory McElroy, Jordan Spieth, all those guys coming back. It's kind of the big, everybody is colliding with the big guys getting back out on tour and playing in the, in the first big event. What your thoughts about, about that and what, what you expect to see. It's fun. I mean, I,
4: back in the old days, you know, back when I started covering the PGA tour, they talked about the round with sort of the place, sort of the unofficial start of the tour season. And then, you know, they started in the first week of January, but it wasn't until the row that all the top players showed up and now it's Tory. And I think it, it it's fun for the golf audience. I think it's it's fun to watch all these top players show up and to see where their games are at and sort of test it a little bit. And specifically the way the condensed season has worked out, you don't have a lot of time when they show up at Toy Pine to get ready for the Players' Championship, which is sort of that first big hurdle. And then all of a sudden you've got the Masters and the PGA, and it, it builds from there. So it, it sort of comes at you quick. And I think all of these players are want to be, going to want to get off to a fast start, particularly against a deep field like that.
3: Let's talk about some of the individuals. We, we talked about Phil's expectation. Tiger coming off a historic comeback year last year with a 15th major, fifth green jacket there at Augusta, win number 82 at the Zozo, dominant performance at the President's Cup. I mean, expectations for Tiger 2020 are off the charts. Are they fair, and do you expect him to continue the comeback in a Tiger-like fashion, or did we see just a little glimpse that we might not expect to continue?
4: No, I think they're fair. And, and, look, I always think that they're unrealistic expectations when it comes to Tiger Woods because he's done unrealistic things. But when you consider I, – I, I didn't expect him to play well at all at the Zozo, simply coming off a surgery and he hadn't played for a while and flying all the way around the world. That's not a recipe for success for Tiger Woods. And that was just a dominant performance. And then what we saw at the President's Cup, look, I, I will argue he was a better captain than player, and I know that seems outlandish because he played brilliantly. But he picked that p- course apart. Had, had it been a stroke play event, he probably would have won that by five strokes. And then you start putting him on courses where he's had success, like Torrey Pines or Bay Hill, or we can keep going down the line. And it's always the caveat. You know, you always have to put the star at the end of the sentence where, he, yes, he could do continue to do very, very special things if he stays healthy. And we've seen it time and time again. When he's not healthy, we saw at the end of last season when he was a little nicked and dinged up and he wasn't able to practice the way he wants to. He can't quite do the things that he used to do. Whereas when he shows up and he's fresh and he's healthy and he's had a chance to prepare, he can still be very dominant.
1: You know, uh, what about Rory McIlroy coming off last year as the Player of the Year on the PGA Tour, wins the Tour Championship um, and two and a couple of other events. Um, the thing about Rory is he kind of ebbs and flows a little bit. Uh, roller coaster ride with Rory from year to year. Your thoughts about Rory and and possibly what we can expect this year.
4: It really is. Although, if you look at the roller coaster ride, I've kind of messed this up. He seems to play his best off and ride a couple years. So last year would be the anomaly, right? And you would expect him to play well this year. I think the difference now with Rory, and and I was fascinated by this all the way from January to the end of the season. You know, when he did with at East Lake, how he didn't he, he didn't ride the highs and he didn't let the lows get to him. I mean, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, he he comes up short in L.A. and. he, he, he's optimistic, and he thinks he's on the right track. And he comes up short again, and he kept building towards this crescendo. And of course, he wins at the Players Championship, and he was still the exact same person. I mean, he maintained that sort of level, didn't let anything get to him. And I, I was just so impressed by everything that he did, just from a mental standpoint. He's a physical specimen. We know what he can do with the golf ball, but mentally, I just think last year he took a huge step.
3: I'm a huge fan of Rory, but i got to give Bob a little bit of a bad time. First of all, he said a couple other wins. So he mentioned the players as in <laughs> a couple other wins. I thought that was good. And, know, and, and he threw in uh, Rory ahead of Brooks, um, who won you know three wins, got the major, all that kind of stuff. So uh, anyway, it was uh, it did come down to Rory over Brooks for player of the year, although I think there's a lot of people that might uh, challenge that. But what's your take on, all kidding aside, what's your take on Brooks Kepka? Because this is a guy that's been an absolute major wrecking machine He's number one in the world. Majors last year, he went 2-1, two, 2-4. Two, I mean, that's, that's just incredible stuff, and you don't see that very often in this game. And yet, I always look at windows, Rex. I look at how how long can guys keep that window open and play at that level? And, and when you see windows closing and opening and closing and opening, it helps you realize the brilliance of Tiger for keeping that window open for so long. So now here comes Brooks. How long can we expect that window to stay open, and, and do you think at least continues through this year?
4: Well, and you kind of glossed over sort of the interesting part of that is He was, Rory won the player of the year vote among the PGA Tour players. Mm. Brooks won among the golf riders, for whatever that means. And I'm not, not I think I actually voted for Rory, as full disclosure. And it just kind of shows you what's important to certain people, where I think the PGA Tour players recognize Rory's week in and week out sort of consistent dominance was a little bit better than what Brooks was able to do in the majors, whereas the golf fighters were a little bit different. I I think Brooks is a fascinating case and and I think he catches an undue and unfair amount of heat because he focuses so much on the majors. Uh, Tiger Woods made a career out of focusing almost entirely on the majors. And yes, he won plenty of other events, but his focus was always on the grand slam and no one ever questioned him on that. And yet we want to question Brooks on focusing on the majors and doing very, very well in them. Let's face it, at least in a short sample. I mean, we, we don't have a huge sample at this point, but if he continues this pace throughout, a, let's say, a 15, 20 year career, it's going to be an amazing career. So I, I think we sort of overlook what he's been able to accomplish simply because he doesn't do it week in and week out, but he does it when it counts.
1: You know, Brian, Brian mentioned uh, that window of opportunity on the PGA Tour for players. Um, was talking about Brooks Kepka. What about Jordan Spieth? Do you feel his window of opportunity is closed, or what do you expect out of Jordan Spieth this coming year?
4: I don't think it's closed because he's still young and he's still healthy, and uh, I'm sure there's certain parts of him that, that feel like he can continue to do the things he did. And let's just go back to it. I mean, every player has something, has one part of their game they can lean on. For Rory, it's his driving, and uh, for Sergio Garcia, it was his ball striking and his iron play, and, we all know for Jordan Spieth it was thinking those 20, 25, 30-footers when it mattered. He didn't make all of them, but he made them when he counted. And he got away from that. I mean, he focused on better ball striking, hitting the ball further, whatever the case may be. And he doesn't make those 25, 30-footers like he used to. Now, whether or not if you can rekindle that and find that magic in, I don't know. But if he's, he's going to have any chance at all to get back to where he was before, he's going to have to find a way.
3: This is the fascinating discussion in golf. Would you rely on a hot putter to be the putter guy or the the ball striking guy? And you know, because the putter's back. I mean, if you look at the stats, the putter. You know, Jordan started rolling the rock. Problem is, he can't get it on the green. And you know, there's a lot. Of, and yet, you got Tony Finau on the other side, where he is absolutely clutch uh, tee to green, and and that putting is like he's in the 200 and something in, in putting. So it it is kind of it's it's kind of an interesting game, right? I mean, you you got to have something to rely on, but you got to be pretty good at some of the other stuff too.
4: Well, yeah, that's funny. So I, a few years ago, and I'm going to show my baseball sort of nerdy side. And you know, we all know Moneyball. And I tried to come up with whatever the stat was in golf that was Moneyball, whatever that case, whatever that was, driving distance, ball striking, putting, whatever the case may be. And so I talked to a bunch of swing coaches and players and whoever I could talk to to sort of try to figure this out. And what I discovered is whatever you don't do well, that's what you think is the key stat. So by so to your point. If I was to ask Jordan Spieth what the key stat is, he's going to tell me driving the ball 350 yards. Whereas if I was to ask Tony Fina what the key stat is, he's going to tell me putting. Well, whatever it is you don't do well, that's what you think is the magic stat.
3: <laughs> that's why we all have brain damage as golfers. I've said that over <laughs> <Exactly>. and over. <laughs> and I love Moneyball, by the way, one of my favorite movies. So, hey, Rex. So
1: yeah, sorry, we're out of time. I was, I was Go just, you know, just going to say, if, if you had to see your crystal ball, um, what what's one thing that you would like to see this year as far as any of the players winning or majors or whatever?
4: Uh, well, I think Tiger's going to you know to break the all time wins mark. I think he's going to surpass Sam Sneed. If I had to guess, it's going to be at Bay Hill. And having been in Japan for '82, I think it, you know for '83 to come in Orlando and all you know that would come along with that would be really really special. And then uh, I, I think when we've talked about this so much and I, I, I'm a big fan of Rory McIlroy and I, I just talked about how mentally I don't think anyone has come so far so fast I think eventually he gets the Masters and I'd like to see it this year to complete the career Grand Slam.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, that would be a great story, no doubt about it. Bob's been calling that for like three years now. Ever since he had an <laughs> opportunity, Bob's been saying get, call, this I is the year. I
1: call Phil, Jordan, and Rory yeah. every year.
3: Yeah, he's looking for a Disney <laughs> ending for all the Grand Bob, we're gonna Slams. We're going to get it right
1: eventually.
4: If we keep you doing would. it, you and I are going to get it right eventually.
3: <laughs> I love it. Hey Rex, you're the best man. Always fun to talk golf with you. Hey, And you know what I love is you've been doing this for a long time and you still love talking about it. You're still, you're in there, you're flying across the country getting the stories and the insights uh not nice job man great work appreciate it okay we'll talk to you again soon there you go rex hoggard golfchannel.com, joining us right here on real golf radio short break show continues next (laughs) this is brian taylor there are things in your life that stand out as significant game changers even they impact everything else you do i'm not overstating when i say my choice to have lasik surgery from hoops vision was one of those Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll
6: always remember and here's ricky on 12 what a comeback it's been for him today pin placement is a little tricky Four. we're seeing something uh something is getting closer holy
1: what the- <clears throat>
6: and that'll cost him
1: it can be dangerous to drive while distracted yet at any daytime moment almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive Join me and commit to always driving distraction free.
6: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. You can tell a lot about a golfer
1: by the way he sets his
6: hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club. It's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win. play your best golf.
3: You don't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. Yet that seems to be how the golf industry builds their drivers not Callaway. Because Maverick thinking and an innovative approach to R&D have taken distance to a completely new level with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using advanced artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer, tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created our fastest, most forgiving driver possible. Simply put, Callaway is doing things no one else is doing. Maverick has completely changed the way distance is made. That's what separates The kings of distance from everyone else. Whether it's Maverick, the low-spin Maverick Sub-Zero, or ultra-forgiving Maverick Max, artificial intelligence has optimized every Maverick driver. And, of course, they all come with ball-speed-generating gel-brake technology. New distances out there, it takes a Maverick to find it. Explore the Maverick line of drivers today at CallawayGolf.com.
6: You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade.
7: you started it.
6: That's Real Golf Radio.
3: Welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, when it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter. In golf, and we thank you for joining us. And a reminder that uh, if you're going to follow us on our social media pages at Real Golf on Twitter or at Real Golf Radio on Instagram and Facebook, you uh, can click on our little link that we posted, and you can sign up, follow us, and potentially win a brand-new Callaway Maverick driver. We're giving them away. Just follow us on social, and you are entered to win. Details there on at RealGolf on Twitter. All right, Bob, uh, love talking to Rex Hoggard there. Great stuff. The guy is a consummate professional. I mean, he knows his stuff. And uh, he, he does what it takes to cover the game. We love having him on the show. Appreciate him taking some time to be with us. Uh, love talking about Phil Mickelson. Love talking about uh, Jordan Spieth and some of the other guys uh, making their uh, debut on the PGA Tour next week at Torrey Pines. But uh, kind of getting back to Phil Mickelson, you know, um, Phil, Phil is an, an interesting one. He did mention, as Rex Hogger talked about, that he's moving to Jupiter Island. You're, yeah. you're, you're a California guy. Kind of grew up both at California and Utah Uh, What's your take on that? I I mean, at his age, just pulling up stakes from uh, Rancho Santa Fe, everything that he has established there in in San Diego and moving to Jupiter, Florida.
1: Well, maybe he maybe he figured he missed his window of opportunity because that's what Tiger did right from the start. Tiger grew up in the L.A. area and went right to Florida. Um, So maybe this this is Phil's kind of trying to hold on to the PGA Tour a little bit longer and make himself a little bit more competitive because As we know, on the PGA Tour, they play more bent or not bent grass greens, but a lot more of the of the Bermuda grass greens or strains of Bermuda grass greens than they do bent grass greens or even the Poana greens that you see out on the West Coast.
3: So maybe he's going to also be cashing in a little more on some of these overseas trips, you know, and it's a little easier flying out of that side of the coast. I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's just simply a tax move. I mean, it certainly is much more beneficial. that's a big part of it. Yeah. And, you know, look, all the cool kids are living there in Jupiter Island, so maybe he wants to be part of it. <laughs> Feeling left out just a little bit.
1: Well, he's going to – the other thing it's going to do is it's going to give him an opportunity when he's home and, and other guys are home to get into some good games there um, at uh, where those guys all end up playing.
3: So is it like Parcheesi or, you know, Rum, no, Jim No, games on the golf course. You know, because he is maybe, – maybe he's moving into Del Boca Vista there in Jupiter Island. You know, he is going to be 50, <laughs> so – a little retirement community there for Phil and Amy yeah. and yeah. You know, right around in their custom golf cart with their slippers on. I mean, this could be a good opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so Phil, the, you know, the other side of Phil is he mentioned, speaking of, he, he's not ready to get old anytime soon. He's been putting in a lot of work on his body and getting himself in shape. And, you know, he, he makes, you know, a lot to do about his calves and hitting bombs and all that kind of stuff. And it's fun. Look, I'm all about that. But he basically says, I'm not he's not gonna play the champions tour. As long as he can keep up
1: distance wise, he's playing right. the regular tour. You're right. And and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. We we've saw Vijay Singh do the same type of thing. We saw guys bouncing back and forth many, many times um between the PGA Tour and the PGA Tour champions. But I think Phil Mickelson, for the most part, is gonna stay where he's at until at what what point in time that he realizes, you know what, it's time to To make a move, and I want to be competitive and play those. The thing I will say, though, is that if it works with the schedule, I I think you'll see Phil Mickelson playing uh, the PGA Senior PGA Championship. You'll see him playing the Senior U.S. Open Championship, um, and it will remain to be seen what the the other majors on the Champions Tour. What he'll play, but I think those two he will play.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, what's the over under on that he finishes runner up in his first senior U.S. Open? Just, just saying.
1: <laughs> Make it seven.
3: <laughs> hey, you know, uh, Rex Hoggers the Golf Channel. You also uh, know our good buddy Rich Lerner from Golf Channel. We caught up with him a few weeks ago, and one of the questions we asked him was about Phil Mickelson and his thoughts on Phil in 2020.
8: Phil's uh, a great uh, explorer, right? I mean, and he, uh, I, I think the. Uh, one of the characteristics you see in, in high achievers is they're constantly re-examining and whether it's, you know, personal or, you know, weight loss, I don't like the way I look or the way I feel. Uh, they're constantly challenging themselves and, and maybe even doubting themselves in some way, um, which I always found fascinating with, with, with the greats is is there was a level of doubt, which, which kept them sharp and, and hungry. Uh, I always remember, the interview I saw on, on inside the actor's studio, uh, the, you know, great show that aired with, uh, James Lipton. He had Robert Duvall. Duvall at this point had to have been 70 or so and Academy Awards and has done it all and, uh, recognized as, as one of the great actors, uh, of our time and Lipton asked him, do, do you still doubt yourself in any way? And I was expecting to to say, well, no, I'm an accomplished Academy award winning actor. Why would I doubt myself? I've, I've achieved all you can achieve. And he looked at Lipton as if, what are you crazy? All the time. I still doubt myself on whether I can do it or not. And that keeps me on edge, it keeps me sharp. It keeps me working. It keeps me hungry. The fact that I doubt. So I, I think that's that's inherent, and we, we miss that sometimes. And Mickelson at fifty, I'm sure wants to prove people wrong. Uh, I, you know, if, if Snead could win at fifty-two, or for goodness' sakes, Craig Stadler and, and, and Fred Funk—no, not to disparage those guys, but you know, I mean, guys have won at fifty plus. Then, then no doubt Phil could win at fifty. Could he? Could he win something special? Look, the, the all-time story right? And Bob, you know, Wingfoot, well, Oh yeah. pop, right. Right. Yep. The all time story, it would be an all time story. Is if Mickelson at 50 were to go back to the scene of, of his, his, uh, his calamity 2006 at Wingfoot and finish the grand, the career grand slam at age 50. I mean, <laughs> that, would be, that would be the story to end all stories. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not because Wing- Wingfoot's a place where you, you better hit some fairways. And, and that's that's not been Phil's calling card. Although, you, through all those years, you, we always said you need to hit fairways to win U.S. Opens, and yet Phil finished runner up six times. Phil was without the wind was, was really good, almost great, at U.S. Opens uh, because of his short game. But uh, I don't put anything past guys like Mickelson and Woods. They're they're who they are, where they are in in, in the annals of the sport uh, for, for for good reason.
3: There you go. That was Rich Lerner uh, from a few weeks ago, and uh, of course, we had a really good interview with him, but that was just in part of our discussion after the interview was done, and yeah. he shared that with us, and I was rolling, so we wanted to to play that this week. But, but you know, he's right. that there. I, although I don't think that Phil fancies himself as a guy who doubts. I don't think there's a whole Correct. lot of doubt in Phil Mickelson.
1: Correct. Correct. Yep. I agree with you 100%. He's not a guy that doubts. In fact, he's to the opposite end of the spectrum. He is Totally confident in himself and his abilities and what he's what he's able to do. So, um, yeah, no doubt.
3: Phil Mickelson, you mentioned the six runners-up. Mm-hmm. Pinehurst in 99, Payne Stewart would win that one. Tiger won Bethpage in 2002, uh, denying Phil Mickelson. Shinnecock, 2004, won't forget that one. Retief Goosen, the winner. Winged foot in 06, Jeff Ogilvie. Victorious. Phil Mickelson says, What an idiot I am. Or I think that, yeah, I think he said, What? I'm yeah. such an idiot. That's what it was. I'm such an idiot. 2009, mm-hmm. back at Beth Page, Lucas Glover this time, holding off Phil Mickelson. And then most recently, 2013, at Marion, it was Justin Rose. The interesting thing about that, Bob, if you look at it outside of Tiger Woods, you got Payne Stewart, Retief Goosen, Jeff Ogilvy, Lucas Glover, Justin Rose. Um, Am I off
1: did Payne win another major? No. Well. Did he win a PGA? Yeah, he won a PGA championship. So
3: Payne was a multiple major winner. Goosen was a multiple major winner. And then you've got three first time major winners there. Yeah. So none of them had, other than Tiger, had as good of a career as Phil Mickelson did, you know. And look, that's why, you know, look, Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl, but Dan Marino is one of the all time great quarterbacks. You know our our beloved, you know, statues John Stockton, Karl Malone, two of the greatest of all time, but never won an NBA championship. Phil Mickelson, one of the greatest of all times, not going to be a U.S. Open champ unless, as as Rich says,
1: the amazing or the impossible happens this year. Yeah, and and you know, I if Phil isn't in that category, to be able to um, be in the U.S. Open. I don't think he's going to have to qualify because the USGA is going to give him an exemption.
3: That wouldn't surprise me either. We'll take a short break, wrap up the show next. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com.
1: I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified.
5: Whether you're a casual golfer or an avid golfer, let you into golf help you fill your wish list with the season's best deals in golf, featuring special holiday offers from Titleist. Save on Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, and AVX golf balls for only thirty nine ninety nine a dozen, and save thirty dollars on Titleist Voki SM7 wedges for only $119.99. And while you're there, register to win free golf balls for a year. You into golf offers an exclusive ninety day satisfaction guarantee. You into golf, helping golfers' holiday dreams come true since nineteen seventy
1: one. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. That will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents Trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you.
6: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob.
3: Right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Don't forget about our contest. Just go on and follow us on Twitter at Real Golf or on Instagram or Facebook at Real Golf Radio. And, uh, you know, look, follow the instructions, like us, share us, uh, comment, tag your friends, do all that stuff, and you are entered to win one of three Callaway Maverick drivers that we're giving away on January 30th. So pretty exciting stuff. And uh, you heard from Dave Neville earlier in the show, Senior Director of Brand Management for Callaway, on uh, how awesome these drivers are. Uh, I'm anxious to hit it, looking forward to hitting it. And, uh, you know, these guys are on a roll. They come out with some seriously cool technology. So if you're in the market for a new driver, you just want to win one, be sure to give us a follow at RealGolf on Twitter or at Radio on Insta. And Facebook. Uh, Bob, uh, wrapping up the show, what'd you learn today? We'll go Dan
1: Patrick style on what'd you learn? What'd you learn? Uh, first thing I learned was not only does the new Maverick driver have artificial intelligence, but it has a face designed for each individual club. Mm. So you've got, the, you've got the Maverick, you've got the, stand, the Maverick Standard, the Maverick Max, and the, and the um, Sub-Zero. Sub-zero. And uh, so each face is made particularly for each of those clubs and each of the loss with those clubs. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So the other thing I learned is I can't believe we're a third of the way through the BGA right. Tour season. It's crazy.
3: It's the beginning of the year, but uh, not forget that it was September when we began the twenty. Yeah. 20- 1920 season so yeah that that was a good reminder by rex hoggard for sure here we are and you know we're on the countdown everything's bunched up this year olympics and Ryder cup later in the year but um it's it's go time for these guys
1: yeah and we've already got guys like uh tiger woods who has won a pga tour event this year this season this season (laughs) yeah have to separate that
3: the season and the year Yes. No doubt about it. Well, it's been fun. It's been a good show. Appreciate Dave Neville, the caddy, Rex Hoggart, all for stopping by and being part of the show. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure to catch us on the podcaster sites or wherever you download and listen to your content. For our producer, Dave Glauser, for Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio.
6: Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.